Hello, welcome back to another episode of Extra Features Movie Review Podcast. The show where if they make it, we generally watch it. Some of us watch it. I try to watch everything. I do try. I do make that effort. But Kevin, do you know our friend Doug just celebrated something we celebrated a month ago? Maybe six weeks ago? Did he give some thanks? Gave us some thanks and he had to go for a big drive again because Americans love to drive across their vast big place <laughs> and they go through like 20 states in two hours. Nice. Oh, only like five states, and it took about ten hours, but, you know, two hours you know, you per could, state, you know. You could drive through Ontario for ten hours and still <laughs> not get out of it. That is true. Fortunately, I was just going south. I wasn't going west across the country. But, uh, so yeah. where did you end up? I ended up in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So that, that's that's where my... Uh, my mother lives, uh, and in the same town, my brother and his wife and children, so they all live near each other, so that's where all my family is, and that's where we went for Thanksgiving. Okay, let's back this up. We're not getting away out of this this quickly. You live in Jersey. Yes. How did you get from Jersey if you started in North Carolina? We didn't. We all started in Jersey, but they moved down south. Okay, so did you miss the conversation with your family saying we're moving? Well, no, it started with my brother because his wife was in the Air Force and got stationed there, and that's where they uh, put down roots. Uh, my father got very sick with uh, Parkinson's disease, and there is a really good uh, – renowned institute down in Raleigh or North Carolina for Parkinson's. So they moved down there and they were close to my brother and his wife. So they helped out. So everybody migrated down South. Uh, I stayed up North with my wife and kids. Did you ever think of moving to North Carolina? Not really. I'll be honest. Um, no, that's fair. The, the South is just not, my speed. You know what's funny, Kevin? We live in Ontario, right? We do. And we live in southern Ontario. Yes. Nobody ever calls us the south. I drive up north. Nobody says, oh, you're from the south. It's so American to have north <laughs> and south. Well, that's Nobody has Canada. Most Canadians live along the border. We do. That is true. Yeah. Uh, now, fun fact. I did travel across the country, and I celebrated Thanksgiving in your nation. Oh, the, yes? On the, on the Thursday. I was in so, San Francisco. So did you eat turkey? I had turkey. We went to Mel's Diner, which is right beside the convention center, and they had a $25 turkey dinner special to celebrate Thanksgiving. So oh, I had wow. the dark meat dinner, which had stuffing, and vegetables and potatoes. It was very good. And we got the floor show because San Francisco, man, rough. It's rough there. A lot of homeless people, a lot of problems. So one friend of mine, she was eating dinner. She looked out. She got the floor show. 
homeless man took a crap on the sidewalk right in front of the oh, window. Okay. Right in front of the window where they were eating. And, uh, and then he turned around and, and added some gravy to it. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I think your appetite was lost, but, but yeah, that was, you know, you know, while we were there, some, some homeless guy got on a city bus and drove it six blocks and hit three people, smashed into a bunch of cars. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Hold on. It's, it's like, he took know. over the bus? Yeah, the bus driver must have stepped out or something and he stepped on and took it, and went, took it for a drive. Okay. So I was talking to a police officer. So where we were, the police intentionally try to keep the streets as clean as possible because of tourism. But if we were to venture the office, like down another street, we would be, they said you'd be dead. Really? It's just not safe. Because I walked around San Francisco, trying to figure out, don't give me trouble, 17 years ago. No No issues at all. I mean, I walked around a bit during the day on on Wednesday and Thursday, but um, just a, a, the, the it's it's a t- it's tough. The economy is hurting there, and uh, like a friend of mine parked in front of our hotel, parked her car, went, left her laptop and her purse on the front seat. Person just walked over, smashed the window, reached in, grabbed the purse and the laptop. Well, that's probably not a good place to leave your purse and laptop. But in broad daylight, in front of a hotel, a major hotel where they're dormant, standing all day long, like amazing. I still would never leave anything of interest on my front seat. So it's just me. I just I don't leave my cell phone in the car. Mm-hmm. Nothing. My, if you break into my car, good luck. You can. I don't even know what I have. Maybe a manual to my car. Maybe lug nuts for my bolt things. That's what I'll have in my car. Mm-hmm. And a water bottle. Uh, I don't even know what's in my trunk. Oh, I have some work stuff and like work coats and some dog biscuits. That's about it. My, my trick is I drive a 90, 95 Corolla. Oh, beautiful car. So it's a great car. No, it's just it run forever. And uh, But you know that no one wants my cassette tapes. Nobody, nobody does. <laughs> Not even you. I mean, it's the Jingle Cats and stuff like that, but no. no Ooh, the not. Jingle Cats. That's what I want to listen to. I'm burning down the highway doing a one buck twenty. Sorry, mm-hmm. 70 in Doug's world? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm playing Jingle Cats. Jingle Cats? Jingle. I don't know what the hell they've been saying. No, they meow the songs. Okay, that's it. I'm pulling up Jingle Cats. That's what he's speak. Meow, 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 meow. So basically, it's, it's a cat sing in harmony. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what Jingle Cats are. I know this is making for a great... Oh, they have a Christmas album. Anybody wants to hear it? Yes, I love the Christmas album. Here it is. What are you doing? 50, Kevin, and 100 songs of this? Meow, meow, meow. I think I'm good. Like, it does get a little happier for a buck 20. <laughs> like, really, Kevin? This is what you're playing in your car. No, I don't play it. It's in my car. Why is it in your car? Turn it off. Like, that is painful. 
I bought it like have... 20 years ago. I wouldn't play that 20 years ago. I would be... No, it was, it's a torture album. It's something you put on to annoy your oh. oh, I'm putting this on tomorrow morning for my kids in the car. <laughs> They get in the car for playing Jingle Cats all morning till they want to kill me. Maybe they'll want to do revenge on me eventually. Here's yeah. hoping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do revenge. That was directed by a, a Jennifer Caton Robinson, starring uh, Camilla Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawk. Uh, I guess I could start off on this movie. Uh, this movie was awful. I, I, I truly did not like it. Uh, it tried to be R-rated, but it was only R-rated in terms of language. It Thankfully, it did not ultra-sexualize and, and no nudity since... These characters are supposed to be high school students, so I'm glad it didn't go in that direction. Uh, it could have tried to go R-rated violence-wise, but it didn't. Uh, this was just... I, I, It wasn't made for me. I understand that. I'm a middle-aged white dude who's married with two kids. I, I'm not a high school girl... But I just did not think this was good at all. Uh, the acting, I guess, was okay. I, I just didn't care at all about anyone. They were all, every single character was completely awful. Maybe not the main bad guy's little sister. I guess she was okay. She seemed nice enough. But every other character in this movie was a complete jerk. And I kind of felt got what was coming to them, except for the releasing of a sex tape. I, I think that's inexcusable, uh, no matter what. But no, nah, I did not care for this. Gavin, did you watch this? I realize I'm muted. Okay. No, I, I have no idea what it is. Even. I have to disagree with Doug on totally everything you just said. I had a good really? time watching this. All right. I love teen movies. We know that. This is my kind of thing. Now, Camille Mendez cannot act. We all know that. I didn't care. But I thought the storyline moved quickly. It had some fun twists and turns. I mean, it got a little convoluted by the end. I'll give you a full credit. It was getting confusing even for me. It actually was paying attention to the film. It didn't have to be two hours. I would not say it moved quickly. Um, I think the problem gets me two hours because they really try to give both main characters a lot of time to talk, and they do a lot of backstory. I mean, they do give you everything you need in this movie, and they do make an effort, and they they do give you like a full year of high school. It felt like a full year of high school. <laughs> Um, I liked it. I like Maya Hawk. I mean, blame me. I'm a big Maya Hawk fan. I, I do think she's getting better. I think she's learned something from her dad, which her mom never learned, because I'm not an Uma Thurman fan, ever. It just doesn't do anything for me. I, I think this is fun. I think it hits its audience well. I thought it was enjoyable. It was on Netflix, and I didn't want to puke after 20 minutes. So I thought that was all positive. I, I, I gotta disagree with you. I like Do Revenge. 
I had a good time. Is it something I'm going to revisit? Absolutely not. But being the king of the teen movies I am, because I love teen things, I thought the comedy was good in this. I thought most of the acting was pretty good. And I like a lot of the twists and turns. And I think they spent some money on this film, and you can see that. I don't get why they decided to like each other at the end. Because they have nobody else. They've pissed off everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, it, okay. it wasn't for me. Fair enough. <laughs> so you became disenchanted with this film. I did become disenchanted with it. Uh, and Disenchanted, directed by Adam Shankman, uh, starring Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, Maya Rudolph, uh, Gabriella Baldacino, uh, James Marsden, Adina Mazel, and many, many more people from the Disney canon, or catalog, I should say. Not canon. Did you watch this one, Kevin? I did. Oh, okay. good. All right. Now, I'm a big fan of Enchanted, the first movie. Oh, we know. You liked Which it more than I did. I liked it quite a lot. I liked Amy Adams' honesty and forthrightness and her push, like the fact that she's this naive fairy tale character come to New York. So now we have a sequel, you know, what is it, like a decade later, and she's now married, the, the Miss McDreamy or whatever his name is from that show. And um, they have a baby of their own, and and the little girl that he had is now a teenager, and they've decided to move to Monroeville in the suburbs, move out of New York. And um, so, of course, her uh, her relatives and whatever from Andal what was it Andalore or something like that, or and Deloria or something. I think you're right. Uh, they come. So James Marsden is a hoot. In every scene he's in. He's awesome. And, uh, is, is it Nina Menzel? Or I can't even know if her name is spelled right. Idina Menzel? Idina Menzel. She's, she's good in this. She has a little bit more to do in this movie than she did in the first one. I don't remember her at all in the first one. I was she shocked was, when she, she was, showed up. She was McDreamy's girlfriend. In the end, she hooks up with James Marston's prince. And he marries her and she becomes the queen of Andalasia. Andalasia. Yeah. They told me that in this one. I'm sure they did at the beginning. Yeah. So they give them the gift, gift of a wishing stick that only a true Andalusian can use. And so um, the wicked people who run the town steal it and corrupt it. And uh, No, actually, she wishes on it, and then they, corrupt, they steal it, so she can't fix things. So it just gets silly. I, I thought it it wasn't as charming as the first one. Uh, it had some some moments, some decent songs, I guess, for what it was. I didn't care for the villains at all. It was uh, the girl, one of the girls from Community, some other comedian, and then what's that comedian's name? The main villain, Maya um, Rudolph. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I thought she was kind of wasted in this. And then it becomes more like a teen comedy and like like every other Disney thing. The uh, Amy Adams becomes the wicked stepmother. She's turning into this wicked stepmother. So her squirrel becomes an evil cat. You know, things like that start happening as the spell takes forth. 
So it had moments, but I, I, I wouldn't say it's worth the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will continue with Doug. Um, I don't know what's going on in this film. It, it was missing what the first one had. The first one was light and fun, enjoyable. And I thought this one, as soon as they went out of the city, I'm like, okay, we're going to Monroeville. Okay, I'm okay. Maybe they got the suburbs. They introduced the plot with Maya Rudolph, and she's the queen bee of the whole town. I'm like, oh, is she going to enchant her to become something? Nope. And then it goes. Then she gets the wishing thing. I'm like, okay, you introduced this movie at the beginning. I guess the whole point was to introduce Maya Rudolph and Gemma Mays and the other woman's name. I can't remember. Just so I knew who they were. Okay, I kind of got that. And then when she got disenfranchised, the thing started. She keeps telling herself, oh, no, I'm turning into a wicked stepmother. She says that. And then she goes to look for the wand. It's gone. I'm kind of like, this is pointless. Like, they really made Amy Adams just kind of useless in this film. And then the only part I love when McDreamy's running around trying to fight things and screwing it up. That was funny. But then they bring in James Marsden, who does exactly the same thing a hundred times better. Yeah. Like, I totally get what you're saying. McDreamy is terrible. But James Marsden shows how this is how you should be acting in this film. But Mars, Marsden was trapped, right? He was trapped in Andalusia. He had to keep yes. him safe there while all the magic was drained of him. Yes. No, but I like, just feel this film doesn't do anything. It follows a basic, almost like a Cinderella story. They're stealing stuff from all these different fairies. She puts them in the tower. She becomes Rapunzel, tries to escape. And this time, I'm like, none of this seems relevant or interesting. Like, I just feel it's a retread of 50 fairy tales I've read. Right. And it's taking away all the stuff for, the, for goodwill for the first film and just going... Until I got to the end, and I'm like, I don't care. Really don't care. I wanted to have more of her in our world as opposed to this fake fantasy land that looked like it was shot to a Disney backlot. Yeah, this was just a money-making thing. Yeah, it's Hocus Pocus 2. I'll I'll be honest, I, I never saw the first Enchanted movie, so this was the only one I've seen. I thought Amy Adams did well. I, I liked her switching from, you know, naive Giselle to evil stepmother Giselle. I thought she did that well. Aside from that, I, I really, it, again. I would say if you get a chance, flip on the old Enchanted. There's a sequence when she goes with McDreamy to a park. Yep. And she just starts singing a song, and then everything picks up, and it becomes like a big Disney musical. Awesome. Like the, Great the, scene. The big joke is this never, this doesn't happen in real life, but it does for this woman from this fairy tale land. And it's so well done and so well carried over, and there's such just joy in it. You can't help but get enthusiastic about it. Okay. But we'll see. I mean, you, you might be, maybe you're be curmudgeonly enough not to, to, to appreciate it. But <laughs> No, even I liked it, Doug, so there you go. No, I mean, this movie was okay for what it was. Again, much like Do Revenge, I realized this wasn't made for me. Uh, Much like most of the movies we're talking about this week, I I am not the target audience. Uh, I think there's only one 
that I would be the target audience for. Don't worry, darling. Yes. But uh, this movie was okay for what it was. Uh, I'm not going to recommend it to everybody. Um, I will say I was a big fan of Amazon's The Tick. So to have Griffin Newman, who Hmm. played Arthur, voice Pip the cat. Oh, that's who he is? And and Alan Tudyk, uh, who voiced Danger Boat in uh, The Tick, also voiced The Scroll. So to see Arthur and Danger Boat back together again for a scene, that did that did my geek heart good. I was trying to figure out who Griffin Dunn was. I had no idea. I guess Griffin, I read Griffin Newman. Griffin Dunn. Newman. Is, Griffin Sorry. Dunn is a American werewolf. In- you know what I meant. Yes. I had no idea. Okay. Well, don't worry, Doug. You can make another list in the future. Okay. Well, don't worry, darling. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, <laughs> starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Demma Chan, uh, Olivia Wilde herself, Nick Kroll, lots of people in this movie. Uh, what did you think of it, Simon? Oh my God! I, again, I gotta start reading a little bit more about films and walking into things. Going, I don't understand what is going on. I, as this film was going on, I kind of kept saying, and things. I gotta say, the first hour I was lost. I'm kind of like, nothing is happening here. I just feel I'm living in the same life. I'm like, obviously, I, I thought it was a cult. I really will say, I thought there were a cult to start this film off. I'm being honest, thought it was a cult. And then yeah, I, realized I, I agree. Was, I, I thought it. I thought it was the M Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Yeah, but with the so 50s, did I. But yeah. with the fifties instead of you know whatever. So it was then, when she started having the dreams, I'm like, okay, there's more to this than what I'm getting. And then I really like the last forty minutes. I guess is when things start explaining themselves and getting a little more. I was into it at that point. I'm kind of like, and I love the end of this film. I really like the last 20 minutes. I thought were incredible. And I like, I think I started having a waking when Olivia Wilde says, I know what's going on. Yeah, I like it here. Mm. You know? And I'm kind of like, okay, I get it now. And, I mean, I think I like a lot of this film. A lot of film I just thought was boring. It never really gets to where it goes. I really think there should have been more clues earlier maybe to explain what was going on. And stuff like that, I really felt it just kind of dragged in the middle. It didn't really give me enough to hold on to or really pay attention. Now they're going, okay, I got it. Let's go somewhere with this. Now, I thought Harry Styles did a pretty good job. I had no issues with him. Like, I didn't love him. I just thought he was okay. I thought Chris Pine could induct me to any cult he wants because I'm in. <laughs> I, I thought he did a great job. Now, the end of this film, I was pissed where it ended. I needed, like, another two minutes. Right, that's why it ended where it did. I know. So they're making me decide what happened. I understand that. So do I want a happy ending or I don't want a happy ending? But I kind of think it tells me I should have a happy ending. Because the book has one. Uh, See, I actually went it's based on a book. And I know what happens in the book ending. And I'm like, that, so they wouldn't have given me a cliffhanger ending. They would actually have told me what happens. 
So do you want me to tell you the book ending? Sure. Sure. She wakes up and walks out. She mm-hmm. wakes up, takes off electrodes, and walks out. That's the end of the book. But in the movie, she couldn't do that because she's strapped to the bed. Yes. So even if right. she makes it back to the real world, she's and still going to die. That she's trapped in a bed with a corpse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't know. I think Tim Corbin, darling, is just okay. A little dull, though. My My wife summed it up pretty well for me when she said these, these these people are idiots <laughs> she she said why do they always make it so that if you die in the simulation you die in real life that should be an easy workaround for these brilliant scientists just do that don't make it so you die in real life and I'm like, wow, you're right. <laughs> they are idiots. Right. For all their technical brilliance, they can't figure out that workaround. They just booted out of the program. Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean, don't worry, darling. I, I knew nothing about this film going in, so I had no idea it was a science fiction movie or, or whatever, or even a thriller. I just I thought it was a weird 1950s movie about frustrated housewives. And... uh so I was pleasantly surprised to find out it was something more than that. Florence Pugh is good. I enjoyed the confrontation scene with her and Chris Pine where he knows everything and she knows nothing. I thought that was really well done. I liked Chris Pine a lot in this movie. But the movie itself, uh, you know, they say that they base it on Jordan Peterson, the U of T professor that doesn't like trans people. Like, oh. Like who's all about uh, male power and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It seems the whole movie just seemed like a, a strange stretch. Like Harry Styles drugs her and convinces her to join him in this 1950s world. Just seemed so contrary. I mean, even if they were in a frustrated relationship, that he would go to that length, just seems there's a disconnect there. And the same with all these other people. Like he found a like-minded community of psychopaths that that kidnap women and drag them into 1950s suburban. House world, I don't know. Actually, I totally believe that part. Because, I mean, you get so many people joining these weird cults and doing weird things. So I totally believe that part. I mean, yeah, I'm now part of a podcast with some people from Canada. Yeah, and I was an American that celebrates Thanksgiving on a weird day. Doesn't make any sense. It drives like five states in 20 minutes. What's weirder is that you're in a virtual reality where you're recording a podcast with a bunch of Canadians. That is true. And you could be strapped to a bed, a bed somewhere. Your wife has drugged you. <laughs> you live this life of... <laughs> oh. Uh, I think it's true. What's true? That we are strapped to bed doing this podcast. That would explain so much. I think it has in the past, and I've known Kevin a long time, all from Flume Ride. Mm. Yeah, no scum cleaning for you. No, you liked me for some reason. Still remember my favorite story from Flume Ride. I'm sure I've told the show, but I'll say again. Kevin had me doing tickets. That's all he would let me do is tickets. That's all I ever got to do was tickets. Mm-hmm. These two German kids show up, obviously from Germany, I'm guessing, just by the way they were dressed. But well, if they were German kids, then yeah. They go, do you speak German? No. 
<laughs> and they went on the ride. I'm like, why would you ask me that? We're in some weird amusement park. That you obviously your kids or parents are too cheap to take you to Wonderland. And you're asking me. I still remember that thing after all these years. No, Kevin was a great boss. <laughs> Go on break. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Come back when you feel like it. Okay. Nothing wrong with Kevin. So we done with Don't Worry, Darling. Did anybody else have an issue with the end or no? No, I didn't have an issue with it. It felt like that's how it should end. I I, I thought it should have a unhappy ending. Okay. It felt appropriate, I'll say. Kevin, this is on the list because you love number one. Okay, what's that? Noah Holmes tubes. Oh, I know Holmes too. Because I know how much you love the first one. <laughs> Directed by Harry Bradbeer, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, and David Thewlis, who, if you can't guess what his role will be just by him being David Thewlis, I guess you haven't seen a lot of movies. My guess is he's a villain. But, you know. Well, isn't he going to be the werewolf? No, he's Mori- Moriarty, actually, I think. Moriarty is in this movie, but it's actually not David Thewlis. Oh, right, it's not David Thewlis. Yes. So well, I did I did like the first movie. Oh, I know you did. Even though Sherlock Holmes is surprisingly buff. He is. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. Who wants to start? Uh, did you watch this, Kevin? I did. I watched it. So why don't you start? I did not like Enola Holmes 2 as much as I liked Enola Holmes 1. That's about all I can say. Is it really... The charm has worn off. The premise is kind of dumb. I liked Henry Cavill in this. I thought he had a better better role to play. But I did not care for I mean, and even having um, her mother pop in for a little sequence. I don't know. I, I just thought the the movie was just not as charming or interesting. Yeah, th- this one kind of like it went in one ear and out the other for me. Like I couldn't tell you what the story was about having sat through this two-hour movie uh I will say I did really like the post credit scene though. I liked that. But that's I don't about even, it. I don't remember There's a post credit scene? Yeah, uh, when she says Sherlock I'll see you on Thursday at 4 p.m. Yes. Uh they show the appointment Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh it's actually uh uh Himesh Patel uh He's playing John Watson, who shows up saying... Yes, oh, I'm I saw the, that. I lied. I did see that. Okay. I, I liked that scene, because it brought I, in Watson. I missed that. I turned it off by that point. I did see that. I don't know how I did. I guess I just it was still playing or something. I went to do something. I did see that scene. Okay. You guys are going to all yell at me, but I don't think Eleven can act is my problem. <laughs> I'm having a big problem with Eleven trying to act, and she's terrible. Absolutely awful. 
I'm sitting here going, the problem is this script really doesn't make a lot of sense. And then she has to go back and explain everything to me every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes. Let's explain what I know. I already know. I watched the movie. And I'm calling myself, you are a terrible actor. You cannot fight. You cannot act. And you're annoying me. And Henry Cavill's doing circles around you all the time. Every time Henry Cavill's seen, I perk up. Because you're good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is dumb. David Thewlis is overacting beyond belief. He's like yeah. actually scaring me how much he's overacting. And I just, I think this, the script, it's missing that charm of the first one. I didn't love the first one, but I kind of get why people liked it. Oh, funny story. I started watching the first one for about 45 minutes. I'm like, wait a second. Am I watching the right movie? I actually watched No Holmes 1 again for 45 minutes by accident. <laughs> like, I think I've seen this already. Because <laughs> things started cluing in. So, oopsie, on my part, but it's all right. I went back and watched two. And there's nobody I like in this film. I That guy, she's having the romantic interest. I didn't remember who that was from the last film. So I'm like, whatever. Um, yeah, until she, I just, I know they can't replace her as, in, as sure, um, Noah Holmes, but I would really like it. I thought those scenes with um, Helena Bottom Carter were silly. And really more pointless than anything else. I'm like, why are these in here? The action suffragette. Yeah, I, I didn't care. I'm like, I've seen a movie called Suffragette a long time ago with um, that British, oh, the one from She Said that everybody loves and she drives me nuts. Carrie I Mulligan? Care. That's her. Everybody goes, oh, Carrie Mulligan's so good. Don't get me started on Carrie Mulligan. And the end of this film, the best person in the film is Moriarty. I wanted more Moriarty because I like that actor. I thought they actually could do the job. So I'm pretty sure there'll probably be an old home three to torture me with. So well, most likely, yeah. I think it's a whole series of books. I think there's like seven or eight of the books so far. Oh, great! I can't wait for another Noah Holmes movie to come out. Okay. Better than Kissing Booth. <laughs> Oh, hold on. That's a challenge. I like Kissing Booth 1. I think I gave it a 4. I gave it No Holmes a 4, too. Kissing Booth 2, I gave a 4. Kissing Booth 3, I gave a 3, too. The problem with Kissing Booth, the same problem as No Holmes, that lead actor, oh, everybody loves her, and I don't think she could act well. Enough to carry a film. The Canadian actor. Joey, Joey King. Joey King is not that good. Slender Man, people, do we forget about that movie? It, that's got exactly the same problem as this. Is. They're weak scripts. They're thrown on Netflix. People watch them. I want whatever the one to all the boys I loved before. I like those ones better. And those ones I enjoy. Listen, you don't have daughters. I have to watch these films because they bring them up. Okay. Doug, when I used to go to the, and Kevin, when I used to go to the zoo, I would love the crocodiles. And when I was a kid, I used to read this book called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I do remember this book. And I always liked it. Well, it's a good thing they made it into a uh, feature film. 
directed by Josh Gordon, Will Speck, starring Javier Bardem, Winslow Fegley, Sean Mendez, Constance Wu, Scoot McNeary, and Brett Gelman. Wow. I'm just happy to see Scoot getting work. Yeah, Scoot needs I love some work. I love so, Scoot McNeary. So. so this movie starts, I'm watching it with my daughter because she really wanted to see it. I'm sitting there going, I don't remember any of this. Not a thing. I remember a crocodile in the tub on the cover. That's all I could ever remember about Lalo Crocodile from the book. I know I read it years ago, but could not remember. I Surprisingly, I thought this was kind of fun. A little ordinary in the sense that it really didn't have any challenges for anybody. It was more just a single dance movie, which which was fine. You could, Bing Crosby could have fit right in here and sung along. Um, Javier Bardem was probably the best part of the film. And when he was harassing that guy that lived below him, it made my day. The, remember that guy, the guy that lives in the basement apartment? I, I like Brett, him. That was Brett Gelman, the, uh, the bad guy of the movie. Kind of, yeah. Brett Gelman was excellent. I will give Brett Gelman. He's got the best lines. Other than that, I find this movie was a little basic. Constant Wu must have just showed up, took her paycheck, and went home. Like, I don't think she shows any emotion at any time. The highlight of the film is her searching for garbage and singing a song, but she doesn't really sing. Um, Sean Mendes, I found most of these songs not even good. Just kind of bland, kind of show tunes. I'm like, okay, Sean, like, we know you can sing. Uh, we know you have some hits, but I didn't hear anything here that even sounded like a hit. My daughter loved it in the end. I just thought it was, eh, it was okay. It's watchable. I'm moving on with my day. Yeah, again, this movie was not made for me. I, I'm a middle-aged dude. Uh, dude. And it's it's obviously, it, it's made for younger kids, so not even my kids would watch this. It was fine. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Javier Bardem was easily the best part. He, he was magnetic when he was on screen. Uh, from the opening where, where he's in the, the, the pet shop and that where he finds Lyle for the first time, I, he was great. Uh, I, I also at the end when uh, he finds the snake who raps. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Uh, oh, I love I love he, that girl. That girl, the kid's friend. She was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, it was an okay movie. It, it, it's not gonna win any awards. Uh, I'm not sure I'd necessarily recommend it to anybody. I, I think there's better family movies out there. Maybe not from this year, but... Oh, I will argue yes, there is. Okay, what? Spirited. I, I have not seen that one. Oh, I will put Spirited up against any family movie for the last five years. I don't know. The, the Kid Who Would Be King, I think, came out with him five years and and, and that poster son, movie I love, the the family's road trip with the guy that looks like you. <laughs> the cartoon with the 
I can't remember. Came out last year. It was good. Oh, Mit- Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yes, it should have been the Haters okay. versus the Machines because they stole your look. Yes, <laughs> that was great. That, that I, is I would true. Put I will spirited up. It, the intern was on this show. It spirited would be his number one movie of the year, no doubt in my mind. Okay. Kevin, I know you didn't see Lyle Wild. You really probably have nothing to say about it. I have nothing to say about it. Okay. Since we're discussing things, I pick up garage sales because I feel I need to discuss these things somewhere. Um, I'll let people in on a secret. I take a bunch of DVDs at garage sale, put them on my shelf, usually about 30 at a time. And I get my friends to pick numbers. So I never know what I'm going to watch. But I do, I mean, obviously I stalk it, but I have some idea what I'm getting into. So the other day's movie was Homeward Bound 2, which is a Disney G film. Now, I want everybody to know, I hate movies with talking animals. Friggin' hate live action and talking animals, talking babies. And I didn't mind Lyle Lyle, so... I literally, Michael J. Fox does the voice of the dog. At least it sounds like him. So I literally hated this movie for an hour and a half. As soon as the dog started talking and his mouth was moving, literally the dog would look at you and I hear somebody talking. The dog's mouth never opened. And have another dog talk, I think. Then I had a cat. I'm like, I'm done. I, how is this movie? I have a number two. And people are going to say, I didn't see number one. No, and I'm never going to. Never, ever going to. Um, I think this movie is perfect if you're five years old. Is Homeward Bound the, the animals coming back? Yes. Is it live action or animated? Live action. I can deal with animated, but live oh, wow. action. Painful. Absolutely okay. painful. The biggest highlight of the film is when... A trucker jackknights his truck because the dogs run across the road. And it doesn't hit anything. Just jackknights another car almost hits it. And they pick up another stray dog and they become family at the end. So that is some crap I watch when I'm not reviewing the movies I'm supposed to be. If anybody got anything else. Not much. My my family's been watching uh, Wednesday. On Netflix. Oh, Wednesday's excellent. I forgot. We were supposed to discuss Wednesday. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. The Wednesday dance has taken over my daughter's life. My dance daughter, all she does is the Wednesday dance. Every day she comes down, I got it now, and does the whole dance for me. She loves it. (laughs) Nice. Now, I'm waiting for Kevin to do the Wednesday dance. It's really going to be the highlight of my week. Because Kevin's got to get his movement thing up to get all his bands filled on his 100 days of his Apple Watch. I think the Wednesday dance would really help you achieve those goals. Uh, uh, Sorry. Okay. So maybe next episode we could, like, capture you doing the Wednesday dance. Okay. So now Kevin will never get his camera fixed. Probably not, no. And also, maybe on episode 310, Doug will finally get the question answered, whether I'm allowed to come to Thanksgiving or not. I I completely forgot to ask. Oh, I know you did. (laughs) Yes. 
So we're out of here. So if they make it, we'll watch it begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs>